it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The Democrats, the media, the hard left, Black Lives Matter, they had two playbooks. One for if Chauvin were found not guilty or on a much lesser charge, the other guilty on all three. And if you notice, the speeches were the same. It's like they just took out the word not in front of guilty. But they gave the same speeches. The system didn't work. What do you mean it didn't work? More than one thing can be true at any given time. And here's the massive problem. First and foremost, the media has been so fundamentally dishonest through all of this. The Democrats have been fundamentally dishonest through all of this. Yes, we watched a nine-minute tape, but that's all we saw. That's all we saw was a nine-minute tape. Andrew, isn't that enough? That's enough for potentially convicting an officer of the use of excessive force. But there is more to the story. There is more to the story. If a man was not hopped up on drugs, did not try to pass a counterfeit bill, which is illegal, which is essentially robbing, robbing a retailer of services, and then resisting arrest, we wouldn't be saying the name George Floyd. That does not excuse excessive use of force by the police. You see how that works? The police are not here to act as revenge agents. The police are there to make arrests, to make people stop what they are doing so they can be tried in a court of law. More than one thing can be true. But the media completely left out everything that happened prior to the nine minutes we saw. Prior. But he was found guilty. Now, the media and the Democrats said, this is it. Look, we must believe exactly what we're seeing. And you know what? The overwhelming majority of conservatives did not disagree. The overwhelming majority. There was a moment where conservatives and progressives looked at this normally through different lenses and says, this looks like excessive use of force. And instead of saying, wow, we're in agreement, the Democrats and the media pulled the pin on the grenade and rolled it down the street and the cities burned. And then they called it peaceful. This is peaceful protest. Look at all this peaceful protest. Millions of dollars in damage done. To now have Democrats saying things like, well, the police were constituted to protect property. So women don't call the police to allege a rape? Parents don't call the police to allege a kidnapping? You want to pass laws to protect Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders? Who's going to enforce it? You want to protect trans rights? Who's going to enforce it? Now the new thing is abolish the police. Defund the police wasn't enough. Now it's abolish the police. You look at the evidence. And if you say, look at this evidence. This is rock solid evidence. Why did the media begin to give out demographic information about each one of the jurors? How much information about the jurors was the media ready to publish if the conviction did not come? There was a warning. We heard it from Maxine Waters. We heard it from Mayor Wimpy Sox. We heard it from Joe Biden. There was a warning. 
we saw that a home of an alleged juror, I'm sorry, a witness, was splattered with pig blood. Person didn't even actually live there. We were told, unless this goes the way the media says, there's going to be hell to pay. But if the evidence was that strong, the jurors should have been sequestered, the system should have played out, and the verdict should have come down as it did. Now, minus all of that, it is extraordinarily likely, probably in the 90%, that Derek Chauvin would have been found guilty. But you know what the media did as they've done every time, like with the vaccine? They sowed the seed of doubt in the minds of millions of people that the only way this conviction was coming is if we threatened the country with more unrest and more violence and the jurors themselves. The media is completely irresponsible or dare I say responsible for this. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. The majority of Americans wanted justice in the George Floyd case. George Floyd case. The majority of Americans do not want to abolish the police. And now the ball's rolling. The Democrats only cared about cops on January 6th. And by the way, Brian Sicknick did not die in the line of duty. But they don't think the systems work. Now we need a full investigation by the federal government. We need to abolish the police. We need more laws, but we're going to abolish the police. And I got to be honest with you, last night between Kamala Harris, literally tripping over herself to get to the podium, between Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi, we've got some very sick, twisted people. Keith, uh, Keith Ellison, take those goalposts and walk them down a mile. This is now the other playbook. There was a playbook for burning the cities and then a playbook for saying, this is not enough. Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi came across as ghoulish and creepy. Joe Biden said George Floyd changed the world. He changed the world? He was a victim of excessive force. He did not cure cancer. He did not write a monumental piece of legislation that created a new freedom in this country. He changed the world how? Play cut two. I also spoke to Gianna, George loves George's young daughter again. When I met her last year, I've said this before, at George's funeral, I told her how brave I thought she was. And I sort of knelt down to hold her hand. I said, Daddy's looking down on you. He's so proud. He said to me then, I'll never forget it, Daddy changed the world. I told her this afternoon, Daddy did change the world. Let that be his legacy. A legacy of peace, not violence, of justice. What? Peaceful expression of that legacy are inevitable and appropriate. But violent protest is not. George Floyd changed the world through peace? I'm sorry, is, is he now going to be put on a, a Mount Rushmore next to Martin Luther King or something? What do you mean he changed the world? 
George Floyd didn't change. What happened after may have changed, but George Floyd was not some activist for a cause. He was not a martyr for a cause. Then you have Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi actually said that he gave his life for justice. Play cut five. This was a, a traumatic. My little granddaughter who just turned 12, she said, why is it taking so long? It didn't take that long, but we all saw it on TV. We saw it happen. And thank God the jury validated what we saw, what we saw. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom how, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing. But that's, you know, that's, that's its own procedure. She clasps her hands together and looks to heaven. Thank you for sacrificing your life for justice. What kind of sick, warped, crazy, bat, you know what, crazy old lady way to look? This woman is demented. George Floyd did not march against brick throwing. He did not stand up for justice. What are you talking about? Then you have the Attorney General of the state of Minneapolis. This is not justice. This is not justice. Play cut 10. That long, hard, painstaking work has culminated today. I would not call today's verdict justice, however, because justice implies true restoration. But it is accountability, which is the first step towards justice. And now the cause of justice is in your hands. And when I say your hands, I mean the hands of the people of the United States. So it's not good enough. They said justice must be done. Chauvin must be put on trial. He must be convicted. He was put on trial. He was convicted. But this is not justice. I'll save the AOC predictable pablum garbage. Here's MSNBC's immediate reaction. Cue the chorus, cut 11. I actually always thought that he would be found guilty because it's sort of a cultural makeup call. But I'm not happy. I'm not pleased. I don't have any sense of satisfaction. I don't think this is a system working. I don't think this is a good thing. What this says to me is that in order to get a nominal degree of justice in this country, that a black man has to be murdered on air viewed by the entire world, there have to be a year's worth of protests and a phalanx of other white police officers to tell one white officer that he was wrong in order to get one scintilla of justice. That doesn't make me feel happy. That doesn't make me feel satisfied. It makes me worry about what's going to happen when these other officers are held on trial. It makes me upset all the more that we didn't have this for Breonna Taylor. It makes me concerned about what's going to happen in the trial for Ahmaud This Arbor. has nothing to do so, with Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor's boyfriend no, was shooting at I, cops. I mean, this is not the system working. This is a makeup call. This is the justice system trying to say that, hey, this is one bad apple. Because that's how this is going to be interpreted. 
It's going to be this one bad apple. He got in trouble. Yay, blah, blah, blah. And yet there's still going to be young black men and women across this country being shot today, tomorrow, and two weeks from now. Because unless we have some radical reform, there's no lesson learned. So abolish the police. Abolish the police. Just get rid of all cops. All cops are bastards. All cops are guilty. Cops are terrible. Policing is awful. It's just property. Who cares if it burns? Abolish the police. This is the message now. Abolish the police. Some will try to sound like they're the cooler heads. We don't want to abolish. No, 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 no. We want police reform. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Are we going to start with government-run education actually teaching respect for the law that these people themselves pass? These are the people that make the laws. These are the people that make the laws. Pelosi and Biden and Harris and AOC. You can't pass endless laws and say, but there'll be no enforcement. Now we're talking about capitalism. This has nothing to do with capitalism. If anything, counterfeiting a $20 bill is a federal crime. It's counterfeiting. Maybe we should just make it legal. Whoever's poor can make their own money. We'll just hand out paper and markers and people will just write down denominations on pieces of paper and they'll go into stores and if the, the, the people running stores don't want to take it, well, that's their problem. That's money now. I thought counterfeiting money was illegal. On one side, you have people that want to make endless laws. They want gun control, hate crimes laws, this law, that law. Who's going to enforce it? Abolish the police. Weinzick 695, Patriot 9572874. Now court cases have to be a study in history and demographics. We've heard talk of replacing juries with professionals. The evidence won't matter then. We'll be talking about historical patterns, not whether or not the person on trial is guilty based on evidence. Does this fit a pattern? Well, we've got a white cop. We've got a black victim. Uh, We have to go through the annals of history and then decide the case. No, 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 no. That's not how the American justice system works. The American justice system works on a simple premise. You are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Every single human being in this country that is a citizen of this republic, civilian or law enforcement officer, is entitled to a fair and speedy trial. A trial that is conducted with a judge, a jury, a prosecution, and a defense. And it is the burden of the government to prove guilt, not the burden of the accused to prove innocence. You know what we're also going to start hearing? There's a lot of talk underneath all of this. The left wants a civil war. I'm going to say it loudly. The left wants a civil war, and I'm going to tell you why. So it doesn't sound like I'm being irresponsible. What happened after the civil war? What happened after the civil war? Well, there's Reconstruction. What, what happened under Reconstruction? This was the moment that the ball got rolling on the growth of the power of the federal government. And the Democrats don't even see how this could go awry. You know all those people that are in jail for low-level, nonviolent federal drug offenses? That's what happens. 
So when you hear them talk, we need federal oversight and federal reform and a federal probe and more federal laws. What is that going to mean? Well, we saw what it means. People go to jail for having a small amount of weed. See, they never see how this can go awry. But now we're talking about capitalism and immigration, all of this stuff, because George Floyd, Airfingers, quote, gave his life. That's not what happened. The loudest voices in this moment are the most irrational, emotional, and definitely not sober. Winesick 695, Patriot 9572874. Again. And Julie Grant from Court TV is going to join us after the next segment. The likelihood that Chauvin would have just been convicted on just the evidence alone is extraordinarily high. But that's not what they wanted here. This is about them using this moment as an excuse. They've marked. You think that all those people in the streets got all dressed up for nothing? You think the activists got all dressed up for nothing? Of course not. And we've got more. We are right. They are wrong. That is the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.